Because it's it's one of those movies you don't want to be spoiled, right? So I can't. Okay. Well, I can't, like thoughts and feelings, though. You can give thoughts and feelings without oh, spoiling. Oh, it's good. Okay. Excellent. Oh, it's good. Very good. Um, you can tell that the filmmakers were definitely fans of the series. Um, but I can't, like, I can't give it away. But also, like, it's also very appropriate for our show. It's... <gasps> And, and it, it, it pains me to say that. So, like, I can't say anything, but, like, the theme is toxic fandom. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, my God. So it's, like, I can't, like, I don't want to get more into it than that. You know what I mean? So, like. Okay. But you have to be very familiar with the first one. Like. Excellent. Intimately in familiar. Rewatching it every year familiar? <sighs> like, you Pro. gotta know, you gotta know character names. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So. But yeah, excellent. That's, that's my 10 second snap preview of Scream because I don't want to spoil it for anyone. No, and like it's going to be so hard too because there's no- nothing. I checked drive throughs around here, drive ins around here. Nothing's playing it. No- none of them are open for the season for that one. It's only up by me that they're playing it. Yeah. So lucky. Yeah. Very lucky. We have, a, we have a special guest today. Oh, Wilbur. Oh, hello. He's like, he does the same thing Parker does, where he's like, "You're talking, but I can't. You must be talking to me." Am I talking to you, Wilbur? <laughs> Are you oh. talking? Did you sleep okay? Yeah, you were snoring. <laughs> yeah, he's a good boy. Yeah, he's snoring. <laughs> what an old man. <laughs> he is old. Um, I, mean, I I feel like I could beat him though in a in a star off. <laughs> <laughs> snore competition oh man yeah. um so peacemaker here we are oh, holy crap the show we never thought we'd watch but you know we need content for the show so here we are <laughs> <laughs> okay so i don't even know because it strays so far from what we usually do that i think I'm, okay, I'm just gonna change the format a little bit okay because no i'm not gonna change, i'm just but it's like do we actually do one of those like cutie full reviews where we don't we don't talk about drag race? We just cut right to the chase. I mean, we we could talk about. I mean, I haven't watched. I'm not caught up yet, so I don't think I'd be much of a conversationalist for Drag Race. <laughs> okay, we'll save right. we'll save it for another week though. Yes. All right. So yes. the whole idea behind Peacekeeper. By the way, folks. Hello. Oh, yeah. And welcome to Volume at 50%, the Volume at 50% podcast. <laughs> I'm your COVID queen, G.I. Jolie. And, I'm, and I'm joined, yes, by yeah. Harvey Brent, who is 90%, 95% healthy. I think so. I don't think I have COVID. No, I definitely like would just reserve that last 5% all the time. So, mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, here, here comes Louise. Yep. <sighs> okay. Don't, don't breathe too deeply. Jeez, it's like on it, on it, people. Don't, just don't get it. Just don't get it. Just don't do it. They say Omicron is mild, but when they say mild, imagine the worst flu you've ever had for ten days of your life. That's what they mean by mild. By mild, I mean you won't be hospitalized. That's what they mean. So just like don't get it and you'll be okay. Unfortunately, 
apparently retail is necessary. It is like, I guess, whatever. <laughs> retail, we're allowed to stay open. I take the risk <clears throat> by going to work every day. And here we are. Oh, man. I do it. It's clearing up, though. The third day was dicey. We're looking at like panic attacks and hospital trips. Oh, my God. Because the moment you start to get short of breath, you start to freak out. Like, yeah. like, is this it? Is this where I close my eyes and three weeks later I wake up in an ICU? Like, <laughs> But also, it'd be all over by that at that point. You'd be like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's so, go to sleep. Induce me. Yeah. Coma. Yeah. Get the vaccine. I don't, I don't care. Just yeah. get it. Get boosted. Get boosted. Get, to, get your fourth. We're lucky <clears throat> enough to live in a country where we are on our fourth shot. Mm. So just fucking do it for us. You hear that, Belgium? <laughs> do it. You hear that, parts of Wisconsin? <laughs> do it. Okay, anyway, back to Peacemaker. So, traditionally, we only do Disney Marvel Plus shows. But since they are taking... Disney Marvel this, Plus? <laughs> Marvel Disney Plus. She got it bad, folks. Yeah. <laughs> the dyslexia <laughs> is not a side effect of, of the virus. Um, Marvel Disney Plus shows. But for some reason, they're taking like the longest hiatus known to man. So to fill our time, James Gunn and DC Comics and HBO Max have graced us with probably, I would say, the best comic book show in the world. It's different, that's for sure. Uh, like, okay, maybe that's too hot of a takeoff, but let's let's get into it. Okay, so we are going to be talking about, for the next few episodes... Um, is it the it's like the Suicide Squad or Suicide Squad? I think it's just How do you Peacemaker. Dif- it's just Peacemaker. I think it's just awesome. a monom- mononym, just Peacemaker. Awesome. So we're here to talk about Peacemaker starring WWE superstar John Cena. Um, Two time Royal Rumble winner, but who's counting? How, how do you with those shoulders? How do you lose? How do you lose? Who's going to throw you over the top rope? <laughs> Not I. <laughs> But who's counting? <laughs> um, okay, so Peacemaker's character, they, they they directly have taken this from the Suicide Squad film that James Gunn sort of was handed mm. last year. It was last summer, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, the film apparently didn't do as well in the box office as they thought it would. That's cool. But I, yeah, but the best one of the best dc movies that was released i would say that is saying something but yes yes <laughs> um and when i say one of the best i mean uh somebody took that film and somebody wrote like a really good screenplay a good enough screenplay and made it coherent and it wasn't a mess Mm-hmm. If we're comparing it to the wait, if we're comparing it to Suicide Squad, which mm-hmm. was the very first film that was made about that ragtag team, excuse me. Oh. Um, yep, 
<laughs> I'm going to blame that one. <laughs> um, it is definitely a masterpiece in comparison because that first one was horse shit. I do remember the first one. Yeah, I didn't like that one too much. I will say, though, now that you're you're opening this Pandora's box already, um, mm-hmm. I think I liked Birds of Prey better. Do you know what? I did, too. I, I keep I forgetting about that Prey. one. Yeah, yeah, I often forget about it, though. I agree with you. Mm. And, like, people out there who are saying Birds of Prey is a lousy movie, shut up and watch it again. I thought it was fine. I don't know. Oh, but yeah. also, I know literally next to nothing about DC, so. <laughs> yeah. I, like I'm, I know more about DC prob- comics than probably Marvel, um, and I'm you still, do? I think so. <gasps> Whoa, mm. I'm not worthy. Mm. <laughs> I'm so I, sorry. I say that I mean I've read more DC comics than I have Marvel comics. But that's like I, I thought I thought your baseline knowledge was zero as well. But no, you. Mm. It's still zero though. Like you can, mm. it's like, it's like I. No, that's a bad comparison because it's like, I've read the Harry Potter books, but I know nothing about Harry Potter. Are you kidding me? I'm obsessed. Yeah. Um, but no, like, I, I still couldn't tell you, like, there, there, there's, there's still, like, a gap. There's still gaps in my knowledge. Okay. Where there are gaps in Marvel. Like, I'm not a pro, but I'm definitely, I can keep up in a conversation. Okay. Okay, that's our baseline. So you're going to be like the de facto person we go to and we're like, is this legit? What do you think Mm -hmm. of this? Because like, I'm just watching this. I'm watching Peacemaker. It's just like a TV show. I I did see Suicide Squad, so I'm familiar with the character, you know, that he played last summer. So (laughs) that whole like previously on thing, I was like, seen it, know it, Mm. bought the ticket, didn't actually downloaded it, but that's fine. Um, (laughs) Let's go. Um. Do you know what I keep? I also forget about Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. Okay, oh. that one's really good. Yes. It, okay, I so still, third best DC movie. Yeah. Suicide Squad. Oh shoot, Christopher Nolan's Batman. Batman is that the same universe? I would say so. Okay, well it's then it's DC. Seventh best DC movie, Suicide Squad. Yes. Okay. We digress. I digress. Who am I kidding? I Tangent. smell an episode title. <laughs> Seventh best DC movie. <laughs> um, first best DC television show. Yes. Um, and I think, I wonder if it's because HBO has a track record of um, prestige, like just prestige. <laughs> this is the thing about HBO Max. Mm-hmm. They could put out literally somebody sitting on a toilet taking a shit for 30 minutes and release eight episodes of it and I would watch it. Like, I am obsessed with HBO Max. Right? Because the cinematography would be great. The writing would be flawless. Mm. The casting would be top notch. I feel like that's euphoria. (laughs) (laughs) Quite literally, yeah. Like, I just, I, there's nothing I won't watch that's HBO Max. So, like, this was a given. (laughs) Okay, so let me pull up my synopsis. So, in the first episode, we, uh, we are reintroduced to John Cena as Peacemaker mm-hmm. or um, Christopher his Smith. character, Christmas, Christopher Smith. Ding, ding. Yes. Um, and they repeat it quite often. And it's also part of the, the show's tagline is that he's a merciless killer who believes in achieving peace at all costs, no matter how many people he has to kill to get it. Hmm. Which some people would say is a little backwards, but anyway. So he's very dextery. That's fine. Yeah. But like 
a little less um uh, yeah very dextery mm -hmm. maybe a little less <clears throat> meticulous but yes speaking of hbo max <laughs> dexter anyway that's another show that's another show no more tangents okay so this show takes place directly after uh, the events of the suicide Suicide Squad film, where we see spoiler alert if you have spoiler alert if you haven't watched it. Um, Peacemaker kills Flag. Um, is has a building dropped on him and goes to jail. Um, this is his release from jail uh, and into society again. But as we all know. When you sign a contract with Amanda Waller, it must be fulfilled. <laughs> it's signed in blood. <laughs> Apparently. She is DC's Mephisto without the magic. Yes. Yeah. She's got like Shonda Rhimes magic behind her, but <laughs> that's Viola Davis in general. But okay. So uh, he comes out of jail. He's like just shocked that he's even allowed to be set free because he's like, a douchebag um, who's done a lot of shitty things. Uh, he immediately goes home to his trailer uh, that is a giant American flag. Which also is like always such a red flag for me when I see that in someone's house. I'm like, you stand for nuclear family 1950s values, don't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, you hide the keys to your home in a Elvis Presley chipmunk? You have Cute, no taste. <laughs> but you have no taste. He's got COVID. No taste. <laughs> Didn't lose it, though. Thank God. Oh, thank God. <sighs> yeah. There is a side effect, though, where you can't smell farts, which is surprisingly inviting. Amazing. Yeah, I could see that, actually. Yeah, but but. Burning smells, you can smell them immediately. Well, that's good, though, because that's like a safety thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My my brother-in-law became like a hound dog. He's like, oh, is something burning? It's like, no, we're just cooking dinner, man. <laughs> okay, anyway, back to it. <laughs> so he goes to his trailer, but here's the thing. Again, Amanda Waller, you owe her a debt. And like a Lannister, she always pays her debts. <laughs> um, he's got like 37 years left of his 40-year contract with... Uh, what is their little organization called? Mm, I don't remember. It's a you know, thing, though. Okay. So she has, as punishment, because there was all of these agents who helped them, who knocked her the hell out, Amanda yes. Waller, in the film, and helped the team uh, sort of, like, kill all those monsters. Um, so she's taken some of them from... Uh, from We've taken, now we see some of those agents and they have been placed on a special assignment called Project Butterfly. Uh, and, and John Cena's character, Peacemaker, is their sort of superhero, um, sorry, sorry, super powered, I should say. Let's not use heroes too quickly here. No. He is the super powered being who is going to help that team in Project Butterfly. So, so we have... Is he super powered himself? Or is it just the helmet powers? I, I was not clear on that. I think that his body runs on the power of bigotry. <laughs> misogyny and racism. So he is super powered. Okay, yeah, he's super strong then. 
as well as the helmets. <laughs> okay, the helmets I understood, but I was like, I am not actually, I'm not actually clear if he had like super strength. But yeah. okay. Yeah. Wait. Does he go visit his dad first? Before what? Before they recapture him. Mm. Oh shit. I don't remember. I think he goes home first. Uh, yes. Oh, yes, he does. I think. I think that's the yes. first place he goes because that's where they drop him off in the taxi. Yes. Okay. So he goes home first. He has to break in. He has no key. He goes in, discovers that his cell phone service has been active for the full five years that he's been in jail. And he answers his messages or he listens to his messages and they're all messages from one dude. Vigilante. Vigilante. Played by Freddie Stroma, who, by the way, is Cormac McClagan. From Harry Potter. In the, from Harry Potter. I the annoying. That yeah. I was like, dude, this dude is one, cute, cute, cute. Two, had no idea. But a great actor. Um, I sort of love hate his his character from Harry Potter, just because he's like after Hermione and is a little bit annoying. Kind of a lech. Yeah. He doesn't let you down in this one. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, another blonde coming to the rescue of another blonde. <laughs> oh, I liked when we used to match. Yeah, oh. That was fun. Oh. You guys did have a, the same sort of tone. We did. We did. Yeah. Platinum realness. Mm-hmm. Listen to that tale. Smack, smack, smack. <laughs> We're recording, sir. Excuse me. Anyways, <laughs> proceed. He's like, oh, sorry, sorry. I forgot again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Wilbur, for your input. Okay, so um, what he does is he, because he was trained by Augie Smith, who is his father, uh, played by... Robert Patrick? Yes, jeez, he's a scary man. Um, He's played by Robert Patrick. He goes to his house, his father's house, where wouldn't you know, they fly the American flag upside down, they have a version of the General Lee outside... But it's painted patriotic flag. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lifted, lifted truck with like a rifle rack on the top. Um, he goes home where we find out that his dad is a gigantic racist who raised him to be a killer, like a world class killer, mm-hmm. but also um, it is, com- is a complete dickhead. Uh, at every turn, he's kind of like, you know what? He, he, he like, Peacemaker comes in and he's like, hey, dad, uh, I was shot. I was up in the hospital. He's like, you let someone shoot, shoot you? you? As <laughs> Completely like, oh. unreasonable. Yeah. That, this kind of man is the kind of man that if, um, if, if Peacemaker's character wasn't listening to Choir Boys in Cinderella growing up, he probably would have put his head in that stew until he stopped breathing. Like, Serial killer in the making. Mm. Anyway, um, he's always known his son to be a little bit soft. And you think that he is or you don't think that he is until he like kind of gives you little hints throughout the throughout the show, which is kind of nice. I like it. Okay, so anyway, he goes to his dad to get a new uniform and a new helmet. Um, He picks the Sonic Boom one. Which excellent choice, as we find out later. Mm-hmm. And then he goes back to his trailer to kind of like regroup. And that's where we leave off. Um, the agents come to get him. So we have three agents. We have 
John Econ- John Economist. Mm-hmm. The beard. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Amelia Harcourt, the blonde. And then we have Tasty. Yes. From Orange is the New Black. Orange is the New Black, yeah. <laughs> it was probably the best addition to this character roster. Um, Danielle Brooks is her name. Sorry. I like her. I love her. Yeah. <laughs> I really like her too. And apparently, she is the daughter of Amanda Waller. Yes. So and she's the only one Amanda Waller trusts on this assignment. Mm-hmm. Amazing. You want to take it from here? I want to take it from here. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess, you know, they, the uh, Peacemaker and the rest of the team gather at a restaurant where they give Peacemaker his killing assignment, which I believe, I don't think we hear their name yet, but it's a famous politician. Mm-hmm. Famous politician. Mm-hmm. Local politician? Senator. I'm going to guess a senator, because, like, mm-hmm. who cares about local politics? Am I right? Uh, yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's terrible. So um, after that, Peacemaker runs or, or rather follows one of the agents. And I forget her name already. You said it two seconds ago. Amelia Harcourt, who is played by James Gunn's girlfriend. Harcourt. Yes. Uh, follows her to a bar where she shows us why she's a strong, independent female. Whoops some white trash guy's ass. <clears throat> it's great. Mm-hmm. Their uh, Peacemaker encounters a a woman who is very much interested in him and he goes back with her to her apartment they hook up and that's when all of a sudden as he's laying in bed she just kind of come or not he's not laying in bed he's dancing he's dancing to some vinyl to a song by the choir boys and that's when she comes in and attacks him and beats the hell out of him she just turns all all meta human on him Mm-hmm. Very, very Project Butterfly, as we come to find out, which we don't, we're not fully sure what that means, but mm-hmm. it's a word. It's a plot device. We'll see where it goes. And at the end, in order to escape her, because she's super powered and whooping his ass, he activates the sonic boom helmet and she gets splattered. I think that's like a it. Bug on a windshield. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, we forgot to mention Owl Eagly. Eagly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Eagly. <laughs> Which, okay, do you think it's animatronic or do you think it's CGI? Or do you think it's a real eagle? I think it's, like, all three. Okay. <laughs> I think there are parts where it's animatronic. Yeah. Um, And then there are other parts, like, uh, uh, where it's, like, a combination of the two. Uh, or the combination of a real eagle and a... CGI face. So like, okay. So that's the end of episode one. Let's go all the way back to the opening credits. What is that opening credits? Um, and the end, let's just mention Eagly. So at the end, Eagly flies in and gives us some jazz hands. But his <clears throat> it's I feel like a, you could get a real eagle to do that, but I don't think you could get a real eagle to smile and wink at the camera, you know what I mean? Right. So I feel like they maybe CG'd, uh, CGI'd parts of him. Also, when he goes back to his dad's house, this is the main reason why he goes back to his dad's house. Oh, no, wait, that's why. Because he goes back to get Eagly. So they, they definitely recapture him, and then he goes to his dad's. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Eagly has been being babysat by 
dad, dear old Aki, and he hugs him. I, He's I so excited to see Peacemaker again, and then he hugs him. It's so sweet. It's like this. It's the sweetest. He's like, take a picture. Yeah, dad, I can't reach my phone. Can you get it? Okay. Uh, so, thoughts, feelings, initial reactions. It feels very like you know. I didn't realize at first it was James Gunn until I was like watching the credits. But like, it feels very Guardians of the Galaxy on Earth with yeah. white trash. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Uh, the the tone of the DC properties are always very more like cheeky. I find yeah. they're, they're cheeky. Um, they try to be edgy. Sometimes they are, and sometimes they're not. I think this one, I don't know. So the thing with Peacemaker is he come, he tries to be edgy, but he's also quite unlikable for mm-hmm. a main character, which is fine. I, I'm not turned away by unlikable primary. I don't want to call them protagonists, but the primary character. So I'm very curious to see if he's going to become redeemable or not, but he's quite gross. Yeah. He's gross, but I, I don't think that's a bad thing. It's just the way it's written, and we'll see where it goes. But I, oh, I enjoyed it, though. I, I'm interested mm-hmm. in this. It's it's something different. Like, it's super different than what we just watched at the Hawkeye. So I'm like, okay, this is almost like a, I don't want to call it a palate cleanser. It's just a nice different flavor where I don't feel like I'm constantly watching superhero yeah. shows. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, like, I'm into it. Have you been watching The Boys at all? Oh, my God. I love The Boys. Which, right. Side note: Jack Quaid is also in Scream. Fresh Meat Baby. Um, so yeah, oh. there's a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what am I gonna do till I can find a bootleg copy? There should, I am there not should be one. I know. I'm sorry. If I'll keep my eye on the Reddit thread. No, you don't. You don't go on the Reddit thread because it'll spoil it for you. But I'll keep my eye on the Reddit thread for you and see if there's any actual versions. Cool. I I could. As long as any of my um, media friends out there want to throw me a screener, I would love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Anyway. Um, so I like, no, I like this. I was, I, the intro, you asked about the intro too. Mm-hmm. Holy guacamole. What was that? <laughs> it's very, I love how it feels very, what's that era? That is that early nineties? Like this, like a dance number, but it's also like, it's taken very seriously. I don't know where they pulled that from, but it also it feels derivative. Like I feel like I've seen that in older properties before, but at the same time, it's brought back and it's fresh and weird, and I can't look away. Yeah, it's like a weird <laughs> mix of like eighties and nineties, like late eighties glam rock, yes. and then sort the, of the, yeah. the the mood behind the dance number where it's like serious and like choreographed and like simple. Yeah, it's like very jazzercise. Yeah, yeah. I, I I just I couldn't like I think there's a quite a few references mixed in there to give you that, but it was it was interesting. I I'm mm-hmm. like I couldn't you know I think there was an article this week from James Gunn saying he never wants you to skip the intro credits, and he got me. I watched it twice in a row so far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Do you know it's really great too, and I wonder if they grappled with this. Is you know how sometimes when a new show starts, it doesn't. Um, always play the intro credits like they just it's just the show and then a small slice of like um when they do go to play the intro credits like it's a small like written and directed by blah 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 yeah um i found i wonder if they struggled with do we just 
do we just drop that on them immediately or do we go full hog on the second episode because let me tell you okay one we should tell you they dropped three episodes on us Mm -hmm. so me and brent have both watched the first two I watched, yeah, two. I haven't watched the third yet. Yeah. So it's, uh, when I watched the second, I when them watched the first and I watched that intro credit scene, I was like, this means, this is weird. This is the strangest thing I've ever seen. They're not smiling. Because I'm used to like chore- choreographed, highly choreographed jazz. Think Glee. <laughs> yeah. Like to, to, to be smiling and campy, but they're all like very serious. They have serious HBO Soprano faces on because it's HBO. You have to be serious. But once you get through all of the characters um, in the measly 43 minutes that they gave us, you get to know a lot about them and how they relate to Peacemaker. When you see that intro the second time, it matters. Like that intro credit scene is like, oh, this is hilarious. There's like a different... uh, there's a different feeling that I got about the intro credit scene. Like I was part of the joke now. The more characters I got introduced to, the more I'm like, okay, this is weird. And then like, it made more sense. I felt like I was in on the joke. Yeah. It's a good way to put it. Yeah. And I, I like you feel like it has a very guardians of the galaxy flavor, but I feel like now that guardians of the galaxy flavor is James synonymous with just James Gunn doing, um, action or superhero properties comic book properties i should say so yes and i actually that's a good thing you brought that up so it's yeah and it's very heavy on the musical influences and he picks a certain era and i.e in this case it's that 80s glam rock and it's great but Mm -hmm. and i don't know if we want to talk we probably want to talk about episode two next time that's fine but Mm -hmm. episode two i swear to god there was so many musical overlays to scenes it literally felt like a music video at one point there was a i was like okay a little too much like you did not need a, you know, the background track here for putting um peacemaker's dad in the cop car like it was like why like it was <laughs> it just ooh, a little too much music but i, I yeah. appreciate the general brand that james gunn gives us yeah it's like um the whole time <laughs> i was watching i was like you know what <clears throat> some plucky someone or other is gonna take this show and write a paper on it and base a whole semester of lectures on just the musicality of the show. Uh, I went to art school and studied glam rock. Right. (laughs) I'm good. I'm going to say it right now. This is where comic scholarship, film studies and music collide. The intersectionality is where we're at. I'm doing my PhD thesis on the HBO Max show Peacemaker starring WWE two-time Royal Rumble winner John Cena. As it pertains to 1984's uh, super glam super group, the Choir Boys. The Choir Boys. (laughs) And their effect. Oh my god, you said intersectionality and I couldn't I couldn't even... (laughs) Sorry, I came at you fast and furious with that one. Right? Um, oh, God, I can't. And honestly, oh, sorry. I just I, I just had flashbacks from, like, PhD defenses, and I almost had, like, a like a PTSD heart murmur. My everyday. 
<clears throat> yeah, it's like I only witnessed them. You went through it, so I can't even imagine. Like when when you and Harry were in like inviting people to your PhD uh, defenses, I was like, no, 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 I'll stay home. Oh, girl, no, I have a master's, not a PhD. I'm not that crazy. Oh shit. Yeah, but yeah, same. You same could. Diff. You could if you wanted to. Oh, I know I could, but I don't want to. <laughs> it's been discussed recently with people, and I was like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, she doesn't need all of... Uh, she already owns 51% of this company. She doesn't need to own 52. <laughs> she done already had hers. Is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's the first episode of HBO's Peacemaker. And... Did you I, learn anything? <laughs> Is that a question for real? Um, <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, but here's the here's the thing. It was kind of it was awesome. I enjoyed it. Like I'm I I like again. I just I appreciate especially coming after Hawkeye, which felt very um, strictly no, comics. Strictly comics, but also a holiday motif. And now it's like it's giving me just that palate cleanser. It's almost like I mean, I'm sure this is a lazy comparison, but it feels almost very Deadpool-y. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, Deadpool, Deadpool, don't get me wrong. It's its own thing. But like it's just it it's very cheeky, you know, and it's um, it's in on the joke. And I, I kind of actually as from the DC films that I have seen, I haven't seen them all. But I do like that about DC. It doesn't take itself as seriously as Marvel. So it's always like just a little different brand of superhero, which is, I guess, refreshing. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Yeah. It's nice to bring them all to to <clears throat> HBO. Nice. Yes. Thank you, HBO. I kind of wish that they brought the other um, WB, like Superman, the Superman show, like Hawk and Dove. Hawk and Dove? I thought you were talking um, like Smallville and like Arrow. And like... Oh, no. Oh, do you know what? It would have been nice if Arrow was HBO shit. That would have been something else. A lot more nudity. Mmm. Dear <laughs> Stephen Amell, come back to us, please. He's from Toronto, isn't he? Yes, I think so. I like yeah. that. And his yeah. bro- he's a brother, too. That's, like, fairly famous. Uh, oh, his brother? Robbie. <clears throat> oh, that's his cousin. They're not brothers? No, but they look like brothers. They look well. Yeah. yeah. I think because they play in the same Hollywood sandbox too, they're always like together. I thought they were brothers too, but I I too had to look that one up. Oh my god, they look so similar. Yeah, like one blonde, one Ken blonde, one Ken brunette. Yeah. Sorry. I'm I'm gagged by that. I thought they were no, brothers this entire time. So we're gonna do just the one episode, right? Yeah. Okay. We'll save two and three together because I just had we had to get this out of the way. We're getting rolling here. You have yes. COVID. <laughs> Hopefully not for very much longer. The good the, the good news is I'm testing out negative right now. I think you're I think you're on your way out of it. You don't seem as bad as when I was talking to you earlier in the week. So I think you're definitely on the on the upward trajectory. Yeah, the the cough is not I mean at night it's freaking terrible, but like mm. today I can the shortness of breath is not there unless I'm physically active. I can feel it because I'm getting excited. Like when I get excited and I talk too much, I have a shortness of breath. Sorry, Lucy, I'm doing it right now. Okay, okay. So if you, like us, like this change of pace, what are your thoughts of HBO Max's 
Peacemaker series. Uh, did you watch the second Royal Rumble that John Cena was in? Mm. What are your thoughts and feelings on those? Because as we know, Harvey Rent also, he can talk wrestling. So Strangely, yeah. yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, just get get into us. Get in get in on it. Get to us about it. <laughs> of course. Uh send us an email at fullvolumepod at gmail.com or you can listen to this and all of our other episodes. Uh it's good to be back, by the way, at fullvolumepod. Sorry, at www.comicbooksyndicate.com. She's got COVID. Stop judging her. I know. It's the brain frog. It's coming back. It's setting in. Mm-hmm. Um, you could just search the full volume podcast up in our podcast section, or you can listen to us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, pretty much oh, iTunes, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Just search the Comic Book Syndicate Network or the full volume podcast mm-hmm. i have been your host i've been our coded 80, queen yeah i've been 55 percent of your host 65 i would say 65 percent of a host gi <laughs> jolie <laughs> and i've been harvey brand and until next time keep it loud keep it at full volume COVID free. Bye. <laughs> yes, keep it COVID free. Don't freak me. This sucks. Bye. <laughs>